0: Good morning, everyone. It is so great. Well, I say great to hear from you guys, but great to have you guys hear me again. I am Joyce Johnson, author, speaker, soul champion, coach, and founder of Y Sales Network, and your host for today of Let's Talk About It with Joyce Johnson. You know, I always try to bring in some really wonderful guests here, and I had the opportunity to meet this lady during COVID when the world was shut down, and we were on um, Clubhouse, you know, audio app and things, and it's just been such a delight to know her. And then, you know, it's always great to feel that sisterhood. You guys know we're getting ready for conference time. And just to be able to have some amazing women to chat with, I am all for it. So I don't know if we got the um, hashtag this one, women's conference, hashtag women, supporting women, hashtag women's life. I don't know, Cheryl, we will figure it out. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to take too much longer. I want to introduce you to Ms. Cheryl May. She's an amazing person. She is the CEO of her own business. Um, she's an international speaker. She's an author. We have so many things in common. She's a sales champion. She's a sales beast. She teaches companies about the importance of customer service in your business. And if you guys have been listening, you know, I've heard, you've heard me say that over and over. Cheryl, say hello to everyone. And if you want to
1: add anything else about yourself, please do. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever time it is where you happen to be listening at this time. Joyce, I'm excited. I am excited to be here with you. Like you said, we met during COVID on that, that, that beast of clubhouse (laughs) (laughs) where everybody was just connecting from all over the world. And so, you know, I love doing, I love doing what I do. I love training. I love coaching. I, you know, talking about customer service because it's so much more than just being nice, right? There's all those rewards that come, like I like to call the reciprocity, right? Right. Of providing (laughs) exceptional service. So that's my jam. Um, I love talking about it and I love helping entrepreneurs. So, you know, it's a great opportunity for people to have an eye on something that they might not normally pay attention to. Absolutely. And I think it's everyone's goal to provide
0: good customer service, right? I don't think anyone goes into business or life saying, oh, I'm going to be horrible at customer service. But Sometimes just as a default, right? If you're, whatever you're not focused on, sometimes it can slip, right? If you, mm-hmm. I just left, Um, I had a 7.30 appointment this morning and I'm normally not a big Chick-fil-A person, but I, I was hungry and I saw it, um, Chick-fil-A and I went in there to get some little minis. And then I said, it's, you know, what a trouble you if I, ask for, you know, a fruit cup or something. Oh, no, ma'am. And and I just always think that they have really trained their young employees on every piece of customer service, on every piece of it. And it's so important because when whoever answers that phone, whoever's that first um communication with your business, they have to be trained on customer service.
1: I mean, that's my thought. Would you agree, Cheryl? Yeah, wholeheartedly. You know, I agree. And, you know, we can even take it a step back. You know, Chick-fil-A is a prime example. All right. Chick-fil-A is a prime example of exceptional customer service because they're, they're, they're trained on the psychology of customer service, which makes a big difference. It does. You know, one of the things that I tell the businesses that I work with all the time is that, you know, we can look at the data points on the spreadsheets. We can look at you know, the financial numbers on the P&L, we can look at all of that. But what what is it that moves all of those numbers? It's the pulse, right? There's a pulse behind every one of those numbers. And so that's that human, that's, that, that's your employee that is really connecting with customers that can sustain your business. So for you not to focus on that or to see that as an entity that needs to be pulled out of the sales process and says, hey, we're going to focus on customer service because of the rewards. Absolutely. And I want everybody to understand that the human behavior of it, the psychology of it, the benefits of it. You know, so Joyce, you and I speak the same language and then it rolls right into what you talk about, right? The whole sales process.
0: The whole sales process. Right. And, and I won't beat up, beat them up on this part just yet, but my whole thing, when I'm talking about my book, um, you know, book out, walk out, you know, um, program training program doing you know everyone wants to outsource that first connection of their business that first connection of your business is everything that customer service even when you're calling a doctor's office how they respond how they answer that phone how they say please hold because you know you'll get the please hold <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. not just the please hold but it's how they say please hold. is it good morning you know i'm on another line please hold or is it please hold right yeah, someone wants, wants to outsource that appointment schedule of their business, that first con- touch, that first contact, and you just can't do it as young entrepreneurs, right? New to the business without having that big mega name and push behind us. But sure, you know, like I said, we're rolling up to, um well, we're all pro-women around here in entrepreneurship and small business, always trying to help people be better at what they do, trying to help them get to the revenue numbers that they're seeking. Um So- I just want to ask you, I, a young lady interviewed me on my podcast recently. So if you guys haven't heard that, go back. She flipped the script. She said, well, let me interview you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. But she said, you know, I just want to, I feel like people don't really share in what it takes to steps to be successful or share and really, you know, um, what's important about entrepreneurship, right? They do all these reels on Instagram and things like that, but they're not keeping it real, right? Yeah. And so, you know, with that says, this morning, you know, if you could share just your personal story about entrepreneurship and getting into entrepreneurship with our audience, I'd appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. You know, and you're so right because we see the finished product, right? That's what we see on social media. It's like, yes, yes. I've made it. I'm here. I'm looking fabulous. But it's that, how did you get there? Right? And it's so interesting you say that because my first book, silencing the chatter monsters move beyond your fear is that road, right? It's that road of saying yes to you when Mm -hmm. you decide, you know what, I'm going to take this leap of faith. You know, I've been in corporate training for more than 20 years, you know, VP of sales led teams um, geographically all over the country. And when that ended, you know, and sometimes things end in our lives when you have to ask yourself the question, okay, what do you want to be when you really grow up? (laughs) that part you get another chance right you get another chance yeah and and so for me it was to be an entrepreneur but that stemmed from my mom being an entrepreneur and me watching her when she retired and she retired instead of retiring laying back she decided hey i'm gonna buy a nightclub and that's what she did at the age of 65 she purchased a nightclub two years later
0: the age of 65. I want I want you guys to understand she said that she started it at the age of 65 because I read this story once about the colonel from Kentucky fried chicken that he didn't set out mm-hmm. to go build K- KFC until after he turned 65. And so sometimes we're out there and we're thinking, oh, we've gotten too old. Oh, is it going to work? I have to remind myself of those stories.
1: Yeah. As long as you wake up in the morning, you're right mind, with your health and your strength, go get it. There you go. And, you know, and I have to tell you, and for your listeners, just listen intently. My mother's famous words is just do the damn thing, right? (laughs) Those are her famous words. So when I became, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, that's what she said to me. Just do the damn thing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And, you know, and the journey is in the book, right? Because when you become an entrepreneur, you do it because of the legacy, you do it because of You know, that thing that you love, that passion that you now get to give the world and its reciprocity is that you get to now take care of your family and have a nice quality lifestyle. That's what we all want from our dreams and our aspirations. And when you become an entrepreneur, you know, when you buy a house, people go, congratulations. You get a a new child. Congratulations. You say, I got my own business. They go, "Ooh, ouch. (laughs) Right. It's like, "Ooh, good luck with that. Yeah, And so you listen to things like that, and then you start to digest it, and you start to repeat it, and then you start to share it with other people, and they go, you know, I don't know, people say that's really hard, and so they give you all of this negative chatter, Mm. and now you're looking at the future going, I I don't know, I don't think I can, I'm not sure, and it's at that time when we need to hear other people, it's at that time when you need somebody to reinforce the opportunity. And so as I talk about it in the book, I share the story of seven successful business people that you will not see on Forbes magazine, right? But they're living their dreams. They're able to do everything that they want to do. They have what I love is the freedom of calendar.
0: Freedom of calendar.
1: I love the freedom of calendar too. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and they're not worried about how they're going to pay bills or anything like that. And so they tell their stories and this traveler is the entrepreneur that's in that wonder world. And as she meets them, they deliver messages on how she too must silence the chatter, move beyond her fear because success is waiting for her. If she is persistent and believes she can
0: Persistence. Persistent. <laughs> so I think this, the story here is to be persistent, right?
1: Absolutely. Persistent, determined, um, you know, understand that failures are temporary. And and learning tools. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't, I can't even, I don't even keep track anymore. You know how people can always say, I invested $100,000 in me and just personal development. I don't even know. I, I, mean, just do I don't know either, I, Cheryl. You I don't know. know. I do it when I feel it, you know, when I, I need think. to, I just do it.
0: Right. Because when you think about it too, what's the price of it? Right. So you've been in sales and, you know, and in your career, and I have too. And I, and I, you know, said to myself, which I'm sure you probably said to yours, Hey, the next multi million dollar deal I close need to be for myself.
1: Yeah. You, you want, you know what they say, right? Pay yourself first. Yeah. And then sometimes, like I tell people, sometimes you have to do the thing that you don't want to do until you can do the thing that you can't, that you want to do. Right, and so you got to you got to put the work in. Got so to put in the work. Put the work in as an entrepreneur. You know, you know that 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 adage, right? That says it's a jungle out there. That is real. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, okay, you said that people aren't keeping it real. but well, she's keeping it real. She's telling
0: you that jungle out there is real. The hustle is real, right? They say the dream is free, but the hustle is real. And entrepreneurship is just that. You got to, you know, we talk about sales. I listened to um a, a Insta- Instagram post of Mark um, Cuban's just this weekend. And then I emailed it to myself because I want to use it coming up. And he said, you know, you got to be willing to go out there and tell every single person you meet and know and don't know about what you do. And go sell yourself. Everyone wants to start a business. If Cheryl and I can tell you anything, and they don't want to sell.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. Oh my gosh, (laughs) you know. And it's it's so interesting when you think about the messaging behind that. Like, where does that come from, right? Because it stems from someplace, right? And you know, I look at that as the behavioral aspect and say, okay, obviously there's something you don't believe in what you're doing or you don't believe in yourself enough to put yourself out there and say, Hey, look at me. I'm Mm -hmm. the best one for this industry. I'm the best one that has this product, this service. And if you're not willing to put yourself out there to say that, then your business is going to suffer. And as they say, right, when you're not making money at it, I forgot how that goes. It's just a dream or it's a hobby.
0: Right. It's a hobby.
1: It's a hobby. (laughs) You know, and and I and I want to share with you guys that and we all
0: also we all go through that, right? Because at some point, um, it's this story. It's, it's a song you know, a young lady was singing on one of the shows that she wrote it herself, and she was um, singing for one. I don't know if it was a voice or one of those like that. And she said, you know, when you're a little kid, they tell you, you can do anything you want to do, be anything you want to be. And then when you turn 18 or what have you, it's like, oh, you can't do that. No, have a plan B, right? <laughs> you know, and and that's what they tell us with entrepreneurship. And so even if we come out and we believe in ourselves and what have you, uh, you know, the more we hear from people, like you said, when they push back when you say, oh, you're an entrepreneur or what have you, sometimes that creeps up into us and we mm-hmm. begin to um, believe the little um, person on the, the you know left side of shoulder saying that, you know, you can't do this or maybe... You need to give up, or maybe it's time to walk away. And I, you know, I've certainly experienced those things myself, and yeah. so I have to have that check and adjust period, right? And and grateful for friends and people like Cheryl who I can talk to and have a conversation with, um, because in these last few weeks, I've had some friends call me and are like, "Hey, what's your next training?" You know, and I'm like, oh, I need a new one. They're like, yeah, you need a refresh, and we have refreshed. And we, you know, between uh, me and my friend, um, Howard White, um, with HBU Small Business, and um, Raheela, who, um, who does the whole psychology of sales and things we've put together two, you know, programs that we're going to start, you know, re-promoting or start promoting, I should say, to re-promote the business and rebranding of the business. So you have mm-hmm. to have that circle. So I, I say with that, um, Cheryl's given us some great tips on persistence and things, but we also have to, um, we both come from a corporate environment. So we have to find those entrepreneur people and those entrepreneurs, um, that have been at like the seven people in Cheryl's book. I can't wait to go, because I haven't guessed. I wanted to ask you if it's on audio, but we have to find those people and surround ourselves with those people, those seven people that Cheryl mentioned in her book, Silas in the Chatter, um, to say, hey, they did this and this is how they did it. And maybe here's the footprint to how I need to get there. So I'm mm-hmm. picking up my copy. Is, is it on
1: audible, Cheryl? It is not audio. Um, okay. I want, I want you to send me an autograph right copy. I will do that. You got it. You got it. Absolutely. You got it. You know, and and here's what's interesting about it, too. When you think about, you know, the opportunity, because all of us have a product or a service that we're we're fulfilling a need for someone. So when you're not selling it to someone, you're negating a person from the opportunity of being able to enhance their life, enhance their business, be more efficient you know, have more self-care, whatever your thing serves, you're denying a person that opportunity. You know, and this is something we used to say in nonprofit when I was a director of development in nonprofit is that, you know, you're not asking people to buy something. You're giving them an opportunity to change their life in some form or fashion. So when you reframe the way you think about it, now your actions change because our thoughts change our behavior. So now you can walk up to people and say, hey, my name is Cheryl Mays. Listen, I am a customer service expert. I have an academy where your folks can come and go to the academy, take customer service courses. I can come in and do a day training for you. And here's the results. You can say that very easily. It rolls off your tongue in any conversation. You can say something like that because you believe in what you're doing as an opportunity. absolutely from taking that word cell and putting all that 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 ghost behind it and those that you know the horns and the black the dark deep all (laughs) and you know we always
0: say that cells is problem solving so we are problem solving And i'm loving this conversation you see i'm taking notes right she saw that i have my pen and my paper i'm always i am always a student I, i i loved it I learn from everyone that comes on this here podcast, and everyone that really touched my life, and so you can learn from everyone. So I hope you guys are listening, you know, because she just gave you a pitch. Say that pitch again. Oh, girl, I probably can't. Um. Okay. <laughs> well, she said, "What she said was <laughs> that you go and you talk to this person, and she's 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 what she, she's saying is look." I offer this training on customer service where your people can come to my academy and take courses or I can come in for you and do a one day training. And here's the results that your company's gonna receive by doing that. So she's gave them her pitch without even sounding like she gave them a pitch, right? She's like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I offer. This is how I offer it. Here's where your people can get it. They can go to her or she can come to you. And by doing this, here's the results you're gonna see in your organization. Might drop,
1: that's what you just said, yeah, you got it. That's exactly what I just said, and you said it so nicely, thank you, and that's another element of sales, right? Joyce just showed you paraphrasing <laughs> listening, dynamic listening allows you to paraphrase
0: listening right and and we could tell you another um key of business building and and when you're building a business and thing is listening, right listening if I had to really listen to some friends here lately. To, and be open to um, receiving messaging about, okay, you've had these great sales trainings, but it's time for a refresh, right? Mm-hmm. Offer something new to your people. Just like, you know, it's just like the iPhone. They keep calling me because they want me to do a new, I, I don't want a new phone. My phone I have right now works. <laughs> mm-hmm. <You laughs> right? But That's
1: not going to stop them from calling me. <laughs> exactly. And it's that level of customer service when you're going beyond, because most people don't do the follow-up or the check-in call. Right. Right. It's like we've done the sale. That's great. I'm moving on to the next thing. But when you think about the opportunity that you have for that customer to come back where you can extend their services, because now you have this relationship and I can say, Joyce, you know, I see that you have this this HP, you know, Intel computer. You've had it for about four years. We just got another piece that could really prolong the life of your computer. Would you like to hear about it? Well, yeah. Okay, tell me about it. Why? Because I'm already in conversation. So it's not a sales call, but it turns into an upsell. Right. And that's that post connection that a lot of people miss because you don't take the time to check in with the person to go, hey, how's it going? Right. Now you bring that person back. They're so excited that somebody called to check in with them. What do they do? They tell their friends, their families and their colleagues, oh, my gosh, you won't believe I just got a phone call from this company. And now, what happens? Well, the friends and family want that same experience. That customer just brought you in new customers. You increase Don't your. We sales. love
0: a good experience. Everyone loves a good experience. And I think that's another good word. Um, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship and what we're providing, different because you know when you, I know when I, I've always worked for the top companies in whatever industry I was in, mm-hmm. and I would tell them a lot of times that my. That large company competitor, I didn't really see them as my most, my threat, right? Mm-hmm. But it was that small business competitor, those regional competitors, because I worked, um, I was responsible for global accounts, right? So that means I had a present, they had presence all over. It's that small guy in Homa, Louisiana that's willing to leave his store and drive to my customer and deliver him something in an hour that took me overnight 24 hours to get. Right. Mm. So I had that 20 or 24 hour guarantee or what have you. But it's that small business owner, that regional owner that's willing to leave his storefront. And go drop something off in an hour. Right. Mm. It's those even when you look at, you know, there's some big companies right now, like the Amazons that to do that and what have you. But they still don't do it when the Amazon guy come and drop it off. They may not, they may ring your bell. They may not, right? You may not know who they are when they come. You can get that email, that text. But when that small business owner does it, hi, Miss Johnson, how are you today? Oh, thank you for ordering from us again. Let us know if you need anything else. We so appreciate your business. They're knocking and they're standing out, you know, in that hot sun because the sun hits my house direct. And so they're, <laughs> they're standing out there. Oh, Miss Johnson is so great. Thank you, right? Uh, some people order merchandise from they will come and, and drop it off. I'm like, oh my gosh, my day ran late and I couldn't get to you guys. I have a meeting tomorrow. I need those hats. I need those shirts or whatever. They will come to my house at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. and roll up there, and you know, and and call me, Miss Jones, We're here, and they come in and bringing it in the
1: house. You want us to take it upstairs? That Amazon guy not taking that stuff up those stairs? <laughs> and and that's that. You know, that's that unicorn. One of the things that I always say at the Academy and our mascot is actually a unicorn. Because when you walk away and you really grasp the experience and the opportunity that you have to provide this amazing, incredible service, you now have a competitive advantage in the market. Mm-hmm. What's that competitive advantage in the market? Well, it can't be prices because it's always going to be somebody cheaper, mm-hmm. right? So so cheap is not your value proposition. Is not it. That's not your value proposition right? But what's the thing, right? What's the thing that you have that will let you stand out? Well, let it be the way you take care of your people. And that's for internal, you know, you might have a a internal VA assistant or, Mm -hmm. you know, as small businesses, we have, you know, people have staff. Yeah, It's not just a solopreneur. So, you know, even the manner in which you treat that internal customer, because just think Mm -hmm. about this, if you're asking your employees to treat External customers with kindness and care, but yet they're not receiving it. It's hard to give something you haven't received yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know,
0: and I, you took the words right out of my mouth. You're so aligned with that, Sheriff. As soon as you said that, I was, I was about to say internal and external customers, right? And let's elaborate on it a little bit for our entrepreneurs who may not get that piece, right? Because that person that you hire to answer your phone, to receive an email from you, you know, what have you, I just had like one of the uh, worst experiences ever in my life with a major company, um, social company, LinkedIn. It's like the person that was responding to me was like, oh, we're not going to answer this. And if I don't have to tell you why. And, and if you respond to this email again, we're not even going to respond. And what, and I was just like, oh my gosh. So people keep asking me, why are you back, not back on the platform? Why? And I'm like, you know, that experience that, that ripped my heart out, right? So when you talk about, so I, the first thing I thought about was like, wow, this person not, must not really like where they work. Mm-hmm. They must be having a really bad day. Maybe they're driven on quota. Maybe someone's over there brow beating them or whatever. I But I thought to myself, this person must not really enjoy where they work and where they are in this moment of dealing mm-hmm. with me as a customer, right? So when you think about that, you know, there's many things that a lot of people say, well, they're virtual, so I can't impact it. I have um, ordered, like, um, and, and given all my um, virtual people, like, a DoorDash gift card and say, here, let's have lunch on me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. That's something so easy that you can do, you know. And sometimes, and I try to tell myself, to always say please and thank you, because as they say, I'm a very direct communicator. <laughs> so sometimes it's not it's, it's not soft as we like it, but... I always try to make sure I say please and thank you and always let people know that I appreciate them. Right. So it may be a tough week, but somewhere in there, I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate what you do.
1: Yeah. You know, and we and have, sometimes to- it's right. just
0: that I- simple.
1: Yeah. And I call those, those easy delighters. It doesn't take a funnel of money. You don't have to have your coffers built up. You know, it, it's just you taking that, that time, which provides quality and then they extend that quality to customers and and inevitably, you know, those customers, they keep coming back. They keep they coming keep back. coming back, right? They, they keep coming back. Think about that, right? Think about that. Just one more thing here, because you were talking about that bad experience. And just to throw this out there, statistically, right? They say people hold on to bad experiences for 23 years. <laughs> right? And that's
0: that's been since the this year. And every time someone asks me about it, I'm like, <laughs> you know, Yes, it is a good platform. Yes, I, you know, I have invested a lot in that platform and, um, you know, personally, I invested a lot in that platform and wrote on that platform and things for many, many years. I've been bullied on that platform, but also, um, but so when I think about it now, it's like, yeah, that, that it was still just as hurtful as when I just explained it mm-hmm. to you in this moment.
1: Yeah. And people don't recall that because, you know, you don't think about, and again, right. It's training, it's teaching. And when you don't understand the concept of the customer's lifetime value, what is the value of having a customer for 10 years versus yes. one transaction? Yes. Right? So so the energy and the efforts that I'm putting into making this customer happy is for the longevity. Right. That's why exactly. Amazon does what they do. The average customer for Amazon is like 26 years. Think about how right? much money you spend over 26 years. Think about it. Quite a <laughs> bit. Quite a yeah.
0: bit you spend, or, and with a whole lot of people, you know, and there's some platforms that I can say that I maybe um, haven't s- purchased something from in a year or two years, mm-hmm. but they're my go-to in my mind of who I'm going to purchase from, right? Mm-hmm. They're the yeah. people that I refer business to, right? Yep. Even more importantly, let's talk about that referral business, Cheryl. Where does that come in when you're providing great customer service?
1: You know, it, it's it's one of those areas where you are always planting that seed for referral throughout the entire relationship. And because the more they know about you, the more you can plant seeds into who would be a great referral. right? And so sometimes we used to when in education and I was working in corporate and we would try to train, train our reps on how to get referrals. And back then, this was a long time ago, when you had that sheet of paper and you put it in somebody's face and said, give me 10 names and 10 phone numbers. <laughs> I call it the Mary Kay list. But that's what they used to do, right? right? And people would sit there and think about how many bogus numbers you would get because you felt like they're not going to let me leave until I fill up this sheet of paper because then they walk away and then they don't come back until they think you filled it up, right? And so you don't get the quality lead the quality referrals, you get names on a sheet of paper. It's like buying a list. You don't get it. So when you have that opportunity of being able to get to know Joyce as I'm communicating with her throughout her transaction and we're, you know, in front of us face to face and I'm talking about other things or we're on the phone and I'm learning your voice and I'm hearing about the kids and the soccer game and, you know, all of these things. I now go, Hey, wait a second, Joyce. You know, I know somebody. Now what just happened? Right now you just got a quality referral from yes. somebody that can now share your story of their positive experience. Absolutely. And how many times do you take recommendations from a trusted friend? All the time. And people I yeah. am the referral Matt, People call me.
0: If someone comes to Houston and say Joyce I want a pork chop, they're going to call and ask me, they're going to call and, and ask me where to go eat it at right? I People call me for everything. Who should I use social media? Who should I use my website? Who should I use for this? Mm -hmm. I, you know, they, I'm just that person that always opened up. We used to say my Rolodex, but now my phone and just connect people. I'm a connector and I'm a referral, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, and I, I want to share this while we're talking about referrals too. And I want you guys to listen closely to this because even when someone doesn't buy from you, if you have provided exceptional customer service, and if you have built a, a a bond with them throughout the sales process, you can still get a referral. There's been times when I've said to people, understand that this isn't the best time for you or my product or service isn't, you know, what you were looking for at this time. But is there someone else that you know that could benefit from what I do? And, the, and then I also say, and a relationship with me. Mm. Because I know that when I'm talking to someone, I'm selling to them, Throughout that sales process, it's a relationship, people. It is a relationship. Don't forget the relationship. Okay. They always say the difference between contact and contract is the R, the relationship. Mm -hmm. Don't forget the relationship because as long as you build that relationship, you can always go back to that person, ask for a referral, ask for recommendations. Mm-hmm. you know, bring them back in and sell them something later because if they've had a good experience with you and they've built a relationship, now someone that didn't buy a training that my my how to win a sales training may want to buy my booked training on appointment mm-hmm. setting. They may want to buy my um closing your fourth quarter sales training, right? They just didn't want to buy the other one. hmm So- but now, because I've built a relationship and a rapport with those people, I'm definitely gonna call and ask them to buy it
1: <laughs> absolutely you know and that's that's that post connection right that's a post purchase connection that has so much validity to it and it it breeds so much opportunity that you know when you don't stop and stop chasing numbers right when you when you stop chasing numbers. And I had to learn that I had to learn Mm -hmm. how to stop chasing numbers because my first role was in the field. And, you know, when you're in the field, it's numbers. It's about, you got to bring in, you got to bring in X amount of numbers to give to the other people so that they can close the, you know, the deal and then pass it on to the other folks. And so it was strictly about numbers and it wasn't about relationships. And I felt that it was really hard to keep that consistency because I was you know, I'm I'm best in the company and I'm excelling in that role, but now how do I keep up that consistency? Because every year it was the struggle until it came to me. Well, wait a second, Cheryl, you're doing this this is wrong. Right? And when you don't have that person that that can guide you, like you were talking mm-hmm. about that support system, when you're just kinda yeah. out there learning it as you do, which most times it is on the job training, that means okay. you out there by yourself. <laughs> and trying to figure out what happens because we don't ask the most successful person, how did you get to where you got to? We never asked that person that question. We don't. But, you know, so I had the opportunity of realizing when I flipped the switch internally and said, okay, let me think about how do, how do I connect with this individual? When I started connecting with individuals and this was really in, in schools at the time, that one person took me through the entire campus. Mm -hmm. you know, Cheryl is the greatest. She's the only one I let come in and you need to have her come into your, and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. You know, I was getting emails. My calendar was full three months in advance because that's like how even I I like to work like that today. I do the 90 day world. And so when you have that kind of clarity, you have, when you have that kind of relaxation is what I want to say. When you're not chasing the numbers, but you can breathe, then the clarity kicks in and you can focus on other things. What other parts of the business can I focus on? Because I'm not chasing, right? I'm not trying to eat this month, right? But I'm able to serve. Absolutely, well
0: said. You know, I wrote down, you know, we all communicate differently, right? But we're saying a lot of times the same things. And so I love when I'm talking to my peers and sales. And like she said, post-purchase, you know, conversations, right? That post-purchase, right? Just when someone says no, Just don't say, okay, bye, and run off, right? Find out why they said no, Mm -hmm. right? Find out why, that it if it was the money, if it was the time, if it was something, an objection that you missed early on, that now you can make a note of it so that you don't do it with your next opportunity. Mm -hmm. And to get that referral and just tighten up that relationship because it's that, you know, and when they say yes, the same what because sometimes I've asked people why they buy for me after they said yes. And you know, Cheryl, they will give you an answer that you didn't even res- expect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it may
1: not have anything to do with your, your product, but your service. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because a lot of times we don't think people pay attention to details. Mm-hmm. And people zone in on things that are that are relevant to them. And so to your point, right? It might not be my selling point, but that person zoned in on something that was relevant to them. And and, and that's the piece that you want because now that makes it special for them. Right Now right. you're the only one that can deliver that. So yes, now I have this unicorn on my head, yeah. right? Because that's now who I am to this person. Yeah. I'm the and now one you that have this really out.
0: wonderful testimonial to it, right? Yeah. You have this testimony or this quote that you can use even in your conversation, when you're talking to someone, you can say, you know, last um, opportunity at a close of this size or company like yours or what have you, the reason that they said they purchased from me was this.
1: Absolutely. Whenever I'm selling courses for the Academy as Master of the Sale Academy, whenever I am sending someone an email in response to a conversation that we've had, I always put in testimonials from students that have attended the course. Mm-hmm this is what this training did for me. This was, you know, how I felt during the training. Because people want to know that because we know for a fact that trainings, you know, they're they're not as frequent as they need to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're not. They're not as frequent as they need to be and there's not enough follow-up to make it stick type of an approach. So, you know, um, my business, much like yours, right, is not that one time, let me come in and get your folks to do what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But now- Let me come in and be able to check on them also. Absolutely. Let's make sure after they've used the tools and the techniques, were there any questions? Did they have any issues in the delivery of it? You know, what way could they have better done it? What didn't work would work? Because now, you know, people are going to start changing their behaviors and behaviors change the results. Absolutely. Did you guys hear that?
0: Say it one more time. want me to say people gonna start changing their behaviors and the behaviors sure. are gonna change the results. Period. There you go. Change your behavior, change the results. And you're not writing that down. Change behavior change. You know I gotta write everything down. Um, because we and, and you know, you guys should practice that too. You know, I, I I coach a lot of college students and young people at these and entrepreneurs too. But um, when I'm talking to them, I'm always like, do you have a pen and paper? Are you writing this down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because there's something about writing something down. They're like, oh, Miss Joy, you're so old-fashioned. I'm typing it in my phone or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. you know, okay, well, if you're typing in your phone, oh, I'm just, and some of them say, I'm just going to remember. Okay. All right. <laughs> but just in case you forget, I need you to write this down, right? Mm-hmm. So when someone's taking time to, if someone's taking out time to spend time with you, and to really like, I think this could be when um, the young lady talked about real to real, right, Cheryl, mm-hmm. that sometimes people are keeping it real, but we're so zoned out on other things and our minds are going in other places or you're on the phone virtually talking to them. And then you're also looking at your social calendar and things. And I think it's helpful and it helps you in retaining information and helps you being in tune with people. If you're taking notes and writing it down, because someone is, someone's giving you their time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Even with our customers, they're, they're, they they're have chosen to give us their time and they made that decision for a reason. They didn't have to sit, even give you that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So we need to be respectful and valuable time, but also just respect the learning process of it all. You know, I got a page <laughs> full of notes here, right? We're <laughs> talking to my screen share, I have a page full of notes here. You know, I'm grateful for her time. And so, um, you know, keep that in mind, take notes. And it, it helps us to also go back and analyze the conversation for me. Um, It allows us to analyze that conversation that we had with the customers and, um, you know, and go back and reflect. And when we miss those objections, sometimes we can see it clearly on that paper. If you've taken really good notes and not long notes, writing everything they said, but just bullets, I'm writing bullets here, right? I'm writing bullets, so just the bullets. If so sometimes when you go back and you look at that, you can say, "Oh, I missed that." Let me—I I missed that in my recap, right? Let me go back and 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 address that. Mm-hmm. So there's there's value. That's another tip for you guys too. There's value, you know, in in that being very attentive. I think sometimes right now during the sales process, we're so preoccupied with so many things that we're just not taking time, you know, as Cheryl said earlier, you know, to listen and mm-hmm. listen and provide an experience and um, with the people that's in front of us.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's just the power in that continuous learning. You know, we all want to be masters of our craft. Right. And how do you be a master of your craft? Well, you have to be that existing student. You are just never a non-student. Right. <laughs> And I, know, I was say looking for a conference to go to. I'm like, I need to go somewhere. And
0: and, and I, there's been some great conferences here and I've missed them. And I'm thinking about going to one in uh, Miami at the end of the month. And, but yeah. I feel like I've been to a conference sitting here talking to you, Cheryl.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. This is, I, I love this. I love this. I love being able to, to you know, like you say, keep it real, right? Because right. a lot of times that entrepreneurship it's a tough road. You got to have those calluses. You got to be scared at night, wake up in the morning with a new idea, or at least being able to say, okay, we're going to keep moving forward. And as you keep moving forward, things find you. But when yes. you stand still, nobody finds you when you stand still.
0: Yeah. You gotta, gotta move. Keep shaking hands. I used to say, y'all don't shake hands as much yeah. pre-COVID, but I, you know, keep yeah. shaking hands. Y'all, Y'all get it. You know what I mean when I say that, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? So, um Cheryl, let me ask you something. You know, I used to always ask um corporate people this, like what role did they take that prepared them for, you know, that particular role they're in now? So what part of your journey and, you know, and life's journey do you think prepared you for where you best for where you are right now as an entrepreneur?
1: Wow. I would say my first, um I reside in Orlando now. And when I came here, it was 1998, and I came here, and this was like um, I started working for a nonprofit organization, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, and one of the things that I wanted to do, I had an opportunity. I had a really great uh, supervisor. He was amazing. He always wanted people to to level up and, you know, hey, what do you need to do? What can I do for you? We've got this much money in educational funding. You need to use it. And so he was that type of an individual. And so he asked me, he said, so what do you want to do? What is it that you want to do here? And I said, I want to do what you do. I want to go out and speak on behalf of the organization. And he groomed me for that, took me to, uh, we started out with a program that I started for kids, going into the schools, talking to kids and how they can fundraise for kids that look like them to help the folks that make a wish. And this is a very true story. I'm going to give you the very quick snippet of it. So there are seven courses, seven classes in a day. So as the kids roll out, the new groups come in. So he did the first group, and he talked about Make-A-Wish, mm-hmm. and he talked about how they can help. The second group, he looked at his watch, and he said, I have to go to a meeting. You can finish up. You'll be fine. I'll see you back at the office. And I'm standing there like, you're kidding, right? You're leaving me here? And that's when my speaking yeah. career started.
0: You know, <laughs> yes. I, You know, I, I, I just showed you what to do, and I go do it, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's funny that you say that because, um, you know, both my brother and my sister are very comfortable um, speaking and in front of audiences and to the point where, you know, I don't even think about it. Like people told me, oh, you're right. So I don't really even think about it. And and we all, we contributed to growing up in a small church, right? Hmm. So we grew up in a small church, um, in a small community, and we were all always had to go and read the youth poem, go, go read the announcements um, if there was a, a a conference or something, we had to go and speak um, and represent, you know, but you just never knew when you got to church that Sunday, what assignment you were going to get. And so we, you, you just get thrown up there and you go to the front of the church and you go speak, you go read whatever they put in front of you. And, and that's what you're going to do that day. It wasn't no practicing oh. for your Easter speech or anything like that, right? Here's this piece of paper, go make this happen. And and so we do think that 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 speaking training that we got at a very young age. Yeah, and, you know, and, and our church growing up at home has been very valuable to us and to the point we maybe didn't realize it before. Actually my brother made us realize and I was like, You're so right.
1: That's where <laughs> that comes from. Yeah. You know, because it's amazing. Um and I remember being on Clubhouse and we were in a room and someone had said you know, normally it was a networking room and she had said, Well, I have a business and I normally don't speak up, but I had to come to terms with the fact that I might be an introvert, but my business is an extrovert and I have to speak up on behalf of it. Oh, I'm doing a hand clap on that. One. Right? Isn't that awesome? That is that is
0: awesome. I love that. I might be an introvert. Because you know what? I and people don't believe this about me, Cheryl. You're not gonna believe when I say it. I am right on the cuffs. I'm on the line of intro and extra. I've taken the test, you guys. It's true. I know. I know what y'all think y'all hear. I know what you think you see. But I've taken the test, and I'm telling you, okay. And I'm telling you. So when I'm telling you about the challenge of of going out, even you know, it's being a top salesperson, being number one, in my company and stuff, just is still uh, a conditioning of the mind that I have to do. Right. Just this morning. I've been saying how I'm going to um, remap my week, right? Because the college asked me if I would come teach some classes this semester. And I feel like I need to, like, I feel like I'm a comedian. Like I need to go back in the classroom to get some more materials. And so (laughs) I'm going to go back into the classroom um, at the college, um, teach the class. But I was just, when I was regrouping myself this way, I said, okay, I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to, instead of doing all the stretching and stuff I'm doing at home that's not really working as well as I would like for it to do, I'm going to go back to the gym. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and I'm going to pick up a yoga class on this day, whatever, mapping it all out. Um, you know, on Mondays, going to be my my follow-up days. Wednesdays um, and Fridays are going to be my call days. I'm going to do some classroom stuff on Tuesdays. I'm going to do this, that. And, and, and so, and what that helps me do is to say, no matter what happens in my day on a Monday, I, I'm first of all, I'm Sunday night, I'm presetting all these emails to send out. Y'all know we gotta get the email at eight o'clock. Y'all know I did that the night before. Stop it. So yeah, <laughs> I'm doing all these emails, but also it's telling me no matter what between this time and this time on these days, no matter what, I'm picking up that phone
1: mm-hmm.
0: and making some calls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes it's just a matter of making an appointment with yourself. Um, that you need to do to make those calls because your
1: business is what? What is your business, Cheryl? Your business is creating customers that create customers. And that's it's what an I say. You're, you're, and you're an, extrovert. an extrovert. Yeah, you gotta, get an extrovert. yeah you gotta tell people what it is. And it's so interesting that you said you have to map out those days to make calls because we don't, that's not something we all wanna do, right? We don't wanna do that because we don't like rejection. We don't like stumbling on the phone. We don't like doing the, the mystery person, trying to figure out who to speak to, you know, so you have your game plan in front of you, but you have to do that. I have to do that. I have to map out, you know, times when I'm reconnecting with my tribe and, and helping them think about yeah. who possible candidate, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to do that. Um, and, and it's just something that we have to do. So we have to condition our brain to go, this is not me you know, trying to sell something, but this is me giving people an opportunity. This is me being able to serve. This is me fulfilling my purpose. When you change the wording. Yes. That internal message changes. And again, behaviors change your actions based from I, the I flow. love that.
0: I love that. And you know, you guys, we got to wrap up, but you guys, I hope you are listening. I'm going to just, you know, like I said, I take notes. I'm going to put some things out here that Miss Cheryl has shared with us. Because as I said, you know, when a young lady interviewed me, and she said, "You know, I just feel like entrepreneurs aren't keeping it real." It, she, I don't know how. You know, I, if y'all listening, y'all know y'all got some good stuff today, right? And I, I well, you know, one of the um, first things I wrote down that she said is, "Failure is temporary. We got to learn how to dust ourselves off, right? We got, we got to dust ourselves off. We got to pick ourselves up. If you want to take, you know, you take your 15 minutes and cry about it." You know, and and sometimes you sometimes you might just need a couple hours in the bed with your heads under the cover, whatever it is. But take that time, set that alarm clock, then get yourself up, dust yourself off, and keep going, keep moving. Because she also said you got you can't stay still, you got to keep moving. You know, you got to keep moving. Because you know what, as they say, you can't hit a moving target. They can't Mm -hmm. they can't just blow you up, right? If you if you're moving. So we all got to get back to moving a world that's opened up and we got to open up with it. We got to open our calendars, you know, up to it, um, you know, and then you just got to um, she gave, shared a pitch. Right. She said she with a pitch about, you know, what she do and and how we think about it differently. Right. I mean, she's even said something to me that made me. OK, so because I am sales to the core. Right. So I'm saying oh, I ought to call and sell something. Right. But and but in that call, sell something. I need to call and have some conversations. Mm. I need to call and have some conversations with some people. And, you know, we talked about that referral base and and that post-sale opportunity. Go out and talk to some people who you, although they didn't buy for you, there's there's a reason they didn't buy from you. Find out what it is if you didn't find out before. And I'm sure you have something new. Like I just said, you know, my friend said, hey, Joyce, let's refresh. What you have is great on these sales training, but let's create a couple of new ones. And so we, we did. And, um, you know, they may be interested in, you know, what you have now, right? And if you sell something to them before, go and and, you know, Cheryl mentioned this. I talk about a lot with that upsell. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: They'll let them know what's new. Let them know maybe it's a refresh. Maybe, maybe they've turned over their whole staff and they need you to come back in, you know, again, right? And so, um, and then just, you know, I, I think too, that, um, thing too is just a change of behavior, right? Um, a change in behavior. And change, you know, when you change your behavior and your thought process around things. And I hope you guys have found some trigger words for you in this conversation, but you change that behavior and you change, you know, your outcome. Cheryl, what would you you like to say in closing? And definitely tell our audience how they can find you.
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, again, customer service, you're trying to elevate your business to the next level. If you don't have a customer service service, training, a customer service informational person that you can go to, then you're missing a huge opportunity because that customer's journey is crucial to your business. And you can follow me because I talk about this. I speak about it. I write about it um, on social media, on LinkedIn, on uh, my website, which is rising, R-I-S-I-N-G-A-N-D-S-H-I-N-E.com, risingandshine.com where you can find all things me. I don't have 14 different landing pages. I want you to go to one, keep it simple, make life easy for you. Cause I know that's how people like it. They like simple, they like easy, they they like simple. (laughs) Right. And they like convenience. So I always keep everything on that one site. So the books that they can't see behind me, but the books that we're mentioning, um, you know, I have four of them. One of them we just completed in July. And that's now a number one international bestseller. And it's called The Joy of Work. So we're excited about that. Um, So definitely, anything customer service, empowerment. I have a clothing line, which is all about affirmations. And I am. So I am available through the website. That's where you can cool. find me on everything. <laughs>
0: I and I love that, you know, with the I'ms because you guys know that it says I am Joyce Johnson, right? It's in my training, it's on my banner behind me here. That's an actual real ban a real step and repeat in my office. It's eight foot by eight foot, and you guys know you can go to I am Joyce Johnson. Um, on, at you know website. I am Joyce Johnson on, on the socials to be able to find me. And so uh, that's a tip in itself to keep your branding simple and keep it, you know, across the board, right? Yes, I have a Y sales network page and things, but I know in most cases people are going to buy me. We did that route a long time ago where we were promoting Y sales network, promoting y sales, but that was starting new. Joyce has been here all this time, right? And I think it was um, an old team member, Monica, that said that to me. Like we we just gotta, you know, they already love you. Why are we trying to get them to love the brand? Why, when they already love Joyce Johnson? So, you know, go with, you know, go with whatever is the biggest um, brand and piece of it. So, um, in closing, just leave it, you guys. Thank you for listening so much. Um, Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, um, Cheryl, for being our, our guest today. And, um, and sharing your information, your knowledge, your experiences with us. We got some great nuggets from you and we'll be promoting those and putting those out. Go out and get Cheryl's book um, and listen and share this information with a friend. Don't keep it to yourself. Share with a friend because we all need to help one another to move forward. Again, I am Joyce Johnson, author, speaker, sales champion, coach, and founder of y Sales Network. You've been listening to Let's Talk About It with Joyce Johnson. Talk to you soon. Make it a great day.
1: Thank you